Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome, Disney fans, to another Disney vs. Disney debate. I am your grandmaster, Zane C. Weber. <laughs> that we have a studio audience again this week. <laughs> yep, there we go. That's they're very manly, I'm sure. <laughs> and today we are hearing the debate of Pinocchio, represented by Matthew Butler. Oh, Maddie, that's right. <laughs> Uh, old Maddie, that's right. <laughs> and of course, going up against Pinocchio is Dumbo, represented by Megan Burnett. Yeet. <laughs> the, a, a, a soft, a soft yeet from the Dumbo corner. Now, if you are joining us for the first time, our goal is to discover which is the best Disney movie out of every Disney movie from the very beginning to. Well, I guess up until Coco <laughs> because we've closed the bracket off. Uh, so we're doing that by pitting movies against each other and there are five categories in which our debaters can win points. They are the memorable moments, so what makes people remember the movie um, after they walk out of the cinema, the mm-hmm. message that is in the movie and whether looking back it was a good choice of message and whether we're going to carry that forward. Uh, the movie magic, what makes your movie the best film? Uh, the magic music, so Disney is very famous for their music, which film has the better music and why? And the catch-all category at the end is that Disney touch. What is in your movie that only Disney could have placed there. All right, so we have rolled a dice and Matthew has <laughs> chosen to go first. Is, is that my name? Bold. Uh, is it- I, I believe I introduced myself as something else. Old Matty. Old Matty, that's Matty, right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Old Matty has chosen to go first. And so Old Matty will have three minutes to make his opening statements as to why Pinocchio is the best Disney movie ever made. And your time starts, your time will start as soon as you start talking. All right, Not the bell yet, Jess. Bell is is for ending. You'll get a warning at two minutes. Mm -hmm. I only need one, but I'll indulge in three. (laughs) I'm going to come out swinging. Pinocchio is not only the greatest Disney film, but the pinnacle of artistry and animation. And that is because it is the most magical on and off the screen. Before Snow White's release, the idea of an animated film feature was dubbed by cynics as Disney's folly. With this disproved, Disney and his team had new confidence to accomplish accomplish everything they couldn't do in Snow White. With one wondrous fell swoop, boasting a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and admittance into the American Film Registry, 
Pinocchio experimented with technical camera work, animated artistry, sound, and effects all to add up to say there is no limit to what can be done in a work of art. Some memorable moments. Every single scene with Jiminy Cricket. The beautiful physicalized animation is through the whole film, but most present in the dance Geppetto has with Pinocchio while he is still a puppet, puppet uh, as in a marionette. You feel the wood clatter and the weight of the wood on the strings. There's an example of perfect visual storytelling, animated or otherwise, in the Hitchcockian paste and horror of Lampwick's transformation into a donkey. And finally, there was the great escape from Monstro, where the water was so mythically colossal, yet believable, that it was water you could drown in. Above all, what sets Pinocchio above the rest is its fearless willingness to take risks in story, theme, character, and artistry. The film captured the wonder and grotesque nature of adventure with the gravitas of the classic fairy tale. I could go on forever about just one aspect of this film, but what I will say about the richness of this story is how seamlessly the episodic nature from the original periodic publications by Carlo Collodi is arranged to create a story of enormous scope and drama that never stops moving, yet is never overwhelming thanks to the sophisticated irony, warmth, and humor that holds up to today. With theme, the question the film posits is, what does it take to be human? Then what follows is a movie about mistakes. It understands us. Mistakes like Pinocchio falling in with Honest John not once, but twice, only to falling to debauchery at Pleasure Island and making a jackass of himself, literally, as well as Geppetto (laughs) going out looking for his boy only to be swallowed by a whale. How that happened, who the hell knows? Being human is not just about being true. Is that three minutes? Oh, yeah. One more minute. Uh, being human is not just about being true, brave, and unselfish. It is about persevering and always trying to do right, even when we find ourselves astray. It was the only time when the best of the animation were in one place. The team comprised of who would become known as the Nine Old Men and the animators who these legends looked up to. Gods and titans of animation working on one film, dear friends. Each appointed to characters that they could draw so masterfully that every single character is imbued with that once captivating character from the kitten Figaro to the sleazy Honest John. Every interaction bringing an enhancement of characters' animated expressions. The backgrounds, such as, te- as such as the town and Geppetto's workshops, were actual painting. And using this... The film accomplished a luxurious and rich visage that some have dubbed the Rembrandt look. Indeed, every frame is literally a painting, and every character moves with impeccable cross-drawn realism into fantasy. A, a great example of how this is how of this is how Strombo, Stromboli moves with such power and literally shaking weight. Has all right, that's all right. your three minutes. God damn, I had Whoa. so much more. <laughs> and another, uh, another uh, adherent to the to the rapid fire technique. Yep. Uh, well done. Uh, so, Megan, you will have the same three minutes with a warning at two. Yep. Uh, to yep. tell us why Dumbo <laughs> is the best Disney movie ever made. And your time starts, yes? So warning. Warning at two minutes. Correct. Okay. All right. I'm with it. So, <laughs> James Kehoe, please. Um, so, remember when you were in primary school and the school bully came up to you and pulled your hair or kicked you or tripped you up or stole your lunch? Who do you identify with? Who do you look for? Who who do you feel like you can really connect with? And that person is Dumbo. Dumbo, well, person, I mean elephant. Um, <laughs> that elephant is Dumbo. Dumbo is this sweet, wholesome little fella, and he's just gone through the world, and the world is just not fair to him, but he's just a good dude anyway, you know? He's just having a good old time. But the other elephants, they're mean to him, mm. you know. And um, 
that's something that people really connect with on a on a really emotional level, you know? That's someone that you can really speak like really speaks to you, you know? Um not really a Pinocchio type of thing. Pinocchio's kind of a manipulative jerk. Um <laughs> Dumbo's just a sweet little dude. His mum protects him against the bullies, you know? And it's a short little flick. It's something that's safe. You know, it's something that's wholesome. You don't get a lot of that same, you know, violence that you, you would usually get with something like Pinocchio, even like Snow White doesn't frighten small kids quite as much. Um, the whole It's a whole wholesome story about this elephant overcoming adversity as opposed to doing a whole bunch of wrong things and getting rewarded anyway. Um, so... <laughs> Um, one of the most memorable moments out of it is when, uh, Dumbo's mom, Mrs. Jumbo, um, fights these kids and these kids are just like attacking Dumbo for no reason. Um, and Dumbo's mom ends up in this cage. Um, and that like really resonates with people because, you know, the world isn't fair. Even if you're trying to do something right, the world isn't fair. But the whole point is that it ends in this beautiful little arc. So Dumbo and his mum get to live in their little carriage forever and live happily ever after. You get this really nice, safe, wholesome ending, unlike Pinocchio. Did you watch the movie? <laughs> <laughs> is that is that your debate? Th- that's my debate. Excellent. Saying, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right on time. I think that I tried and no one should criticise me. <laughs> like Dumbo. Like I, Dumbo. Yeah. Exactly. I believe round two is when oh. we decide who's the <laughs> is when we take Un- down the other movie. Unfortunately, <laughs> round two is the rebuttal. So uh, we'll let's keep it to the point about the movie. I resigned myself to my fate, okay? <laughs> I resigned myself. <laughs> Uh, so I am interested to hear what both of you have to say about the others' movies. Yep. Uh, so now, Matt, you will have two minutes with no warning. You'll just get cut off at the end of two All minutes right. to tell us why Dumbo is not the best Disney movie ever made. Okay. Well, here's straight up. I think the simplicity of Dumbo and it's like, clean arc and happy ending is why it's less good than Pinocchio because Pinocchio took risks and Dumbo was specifically designed to be simple because Pinocchio and Fantasia nearly bankrupted Disney in 1940. So in 1941, after three years of development for Pinocchio, less than one year for Dumbo, um, it was designed just to draw in an audience, an audience of kids. It's meant to be wholesome. It's meant to be cute above all. Now, you say that... uh, Dumbo is very sweet and innocent. And I like Dumbo. He's a charming little, charming little guy. But so is Pinocchio. He is he was actually adapted from the original books in which Pinocchio was a cocky little like troublemaker. And then he was turned into a very sweet and innocent boy who you just gotta love. He's literally born yesterday and he's just trying to learn right from wrong. And when he falls in with Honest John, he, Honest John convinces him that this is the right way. And Jiminy Cricket, after his success uh, with no strings, he's like, oh, he's a success. What does, a, what does an actor need with a conscience anyway? And he, he leaves. His conscience leaves because he thinks Pinocchio has done the right thing. But n- anyway, I've, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, so the episodic nature of Pinocchio is so perfectly intertwined to create this massive scope whereas the episodic nature in Dumbo in which he goes from one setting so he's like oh everything's good with the mum then the the bullying happens and then um 
he becomes a clown after like the towering incident. And then it just goes from bit from bit. And I think that just was very jarring to watch as a story because you're just going from sequence to sequence and it's all gonna, clearly going to amount to a happy ending. Whereas in Pinocchio, each sequence builds to this great climax with Monstro, which is so mythical and defies logic but keeps it so real that you feel the terror of it that it, it actually com- um, does really good, holds up really well against uh, Elephants on Parade, which is probably the biggest thing for Dumbo. Okay. Yeah. Two minutes. Damn well it. spent, I guess, if you wanted to talk more about Pinocchio and not so much about Dumbo. That's all I want to do. <laughs> uh, so now, Megan, you will have the same two minutes to tell me why you think Pinocchio is not the best Disney movie ever made. Or a little bit more about why Dumbo is, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. your time will start as soon as you start talking. Um, Pinocchio is supposed to be a kid's movie, dude. It's terrifying. It is truly horrifying, like even as an adult. So it made you feel something. It's truly. <laughs> but this is not the audience. <laughs> Be quiet. Um, this is not the audience that they're, that they're aiming at, you know, like especially early Disney. Classic Disney is aimed at young children. This Dumbo is one of the only times they actually catered to their target market. Sure, yeah, Pinocchio makes you feel something. It terrorizes small children. That's what that's what it does. Um, also, you know, adapting the story of Pinocchio and Pinocchio being not the best dude um, is kind of a typical thing to do. Oh, we'll just take this horrific story and make it kind of cute. Um, whereas Dumbo is already wholesome. Dumbo is already a sweet little dude. Disney had to twist Pinocchio to make it acceptable. Um, like if if people go to the original story, they find out that he's not a good dude. He's like emotionally manipulative. Um, you know, like you've got a the whole point is that they, when they nearly went bankrupt, they had to make Dumbo. It's because they need to target like cater to their target audience. Um, you know, and generally Dumbo is just a little bit more believable. You know, like you've got this tiny puppet that has this hugely complex arc. You've got Dumbo that was literally born in the context of the movie and it has this really classic arc, this really predictable arc. Um, children as the target audience need that structure, need that clear narrative structure. It's not supposed to be complicated and terrorising and, you know, scary. All right. Mm-hmm. Two minutes up. So what we'll do now is we will take a break and we will uh, come back with an open discussion and I have a couple of questions that I would like our debaters to answer to. Um, So we'll have a quick break and come back with that. Okay, so... Before we go into the open discussion, are there any facts that need to be checked, Ellen? There is a fact that needs to be expanded upon, I believe, because both debaters have spoken about um, Disney's financial troubles after Mm. the release of Snow White and The Seven Dwarfs and Pinocchio. And I think that the picture has been created that Disney has gone bankrupt because of those films. And I think that is a very inaccurate picture. Mm. Um, Disney didn't go bankrupt because Pinocchio or Snow White were... Or Fantasia. All Fantasia were mm. failures. It was because of World War Two. Yeah. Mm. So um, 
it is true that Dumbo was made to be like a, a money saving thing for Disney, but not due to the poor performance, reception of the or performance of the other films. Mm. So, duly noted. Yes. Mm. All right. So, <laughs> I have a couple of questions uh, to start out with, and then. I'll open the floor to both the debaters if they have something that they think their opponent hasn't answered to. Uh, so both of you have mentioned uh, the horrific sequences in your films. So mm. the, the the less child-friendly version of animation, particularly with uh, in in Pinocchio, but there is also Elephants on Parade, which has a reputation of uh, scaring children. So I want you both to talk a little bit about why those sequences in your films are justified. And I'll throw to Matt first because you are going first. Swellily swell. Um, well, <laughs> Pinocchio is a morality tale. It's about, you know, trying to do right and what happens if you go against the rules and the rules of like, you know, right and wrong, not, you know, government. Yeah, rise Correct. up everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so when Pinocchio does stray from this path, it's important that there are real consequences that you really resonate with. And Walt Disney knew he succeeded with Snow White when people cried in the theater when Snow White died. He's like, yes, I've made a film. I've made a cartoon, quotation marks, everybody, um, that resonated with the audience. He wanted to do that with Pinocchio tenfold. And to do that, you need to put Pinocchio in a cage and have the storm raging outside. You need to have Geppetto in a whale and all hope lost. You need these horrible moments. So when the happy ending that does happen in <laughs> Pinocchio <laughs> happens at the end, it's earned. Okay, yeah. so your, yeah, your argument is that Pinocchio has to suffer to have the ending pay off. Absolutely. Okay. I mean... Alexander Dumas in The Count of Monte Cristo said that you can't experience true joy unless you ex- have utter despair. Please yeah. fact check that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> um, no, and, that's fine. Yeah. Well, so that that doesn't really apply to Elephants on Parade. Um, so how, how do you think that sequence in Dumbo is justified? Um, as we know, Walt Disney lost his mother quite Early in his life? I honestly can't remember. In his life, he lost his mother. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> James Kehoe, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Walt Disney's mother passed away. Um, and On November 26, 1938. Thank you. Um, it was actually uh, debatably, but it was it, due to his own actions. Um, so they built, so she, he built her a house. Um, and I believe the boiler blew up, or something like that happened. Don't worry, the fact checker. The is fact on checker that. will will but be I'm on But I'm just it. interested to how this ties into Dumbo. I'll get there. Mm-hmm. I'll get there. No, please. Um, <laughs> so it's it's very much common knowledge that uh, that almost all of the main characters in Disney movies have lost one or both parents, um, and that's very much indicative of the Disney style. Um, and so when when Dumbo's mother is locked up and he loses her, um, I think Elephants on Parade really shows what chaos is and what chaos means to 
to a child. Okay. You know, because, um, again, like this is a really short movie. This is a really simple, wholesome movie. It's aimed at small children. So uh, you've got to kind of illustrate, you know, yes, here you've lost a parent. This is why it's bad. You know, bad things will happen to you if you don't have this primary caregiver that looks after you and makes sure that you're okay. Okay. Um, And that message needs to resonate with children, like you said, in order for the happy ending to mean something. All right. Um, Have we got a clarification? Yeah. Look, I'm more than happy to be told I'm wrong. Uh, I read it somewhere. No, you're correct. His mother died um, of asphyxiation from the fumes in her furnace in the house that Walt and Roy purchased for their parents to live in. So it did plague Walt. The guilt did plague Walt. Um, And also the quote is, only a man who has felt ultimate display is capable of feeling ultimate bliss. There you go. From... I paraphrase. It was very. It was. Yeah. It was indeed a quote that a guy said. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm very happy with both those answers. Mm. But something that neither of you have mentioned is the music in yes. your films. I believe you have a lot to say. I was actually going. That was going to be my question because I would like to hear a little bit because both of these have very famous mm. uh, musical parts to them. So I would like you to see why that ad- adds. Into the whole that makes your Disney film the best Disney film. Absolutely. Well, it was the big closer to my essay. <laughs> <laughs> so Pinocchio won the be- both best song and best score at the Academy Awards, and for good reason. When you wish upon a star became the enduring anthem of Disney, and a score that really and the score really is a suite that constitutes such a range I've never heard the likes of it of which in both emotion and variety. Going from the quaint old world classical of the small town to the mechanic mechanical symphony of Geppetto's workshop, the jazz and blues of Pet Pleasure Island, and finally to the terrifying finale of Monstro's Chase, you could listen to the whole movie audibly and be completely transported to that world, emotion and all. And my favorite thing about When You Wish Upon a Star in particular, because, you know, it's a big story about believing in dreams and, you know, being the best you can be and all that. It's not sung by a princess or a big knight or anything. It's sung by a cricket in a tuxedo. And I think that's just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that are you saying that that's better or worse than it being sung by a princess? I think it's I think it's more effective because what Jiminy Cricket was, he was the wisecracking middle class American. Like he starts off the movie in like a tramp kind of suit, kind of thing. Yeah. So low lower class really, and and then he eventually gets into the tuxedo at the end American dream style American dream style so and that's what Disney was he was the American dream like Walt Disney himself he went through the American dream and when you wish upon a star as much as like in the you know the princess and the frog from last week Mm -hmm. or I think it was last week a while ago yeah um it was about you know working for your dreams, but also believing in that dream, which is where the wish upon a star comes okay. from. And that's what the well, whole is about. there are also no princesses in Dumbo. Mm. So, um, can you tell me why the music in Dumbo uh, makes it a better film? Um, Dumbo doesn't actually speak in the film, which means that the music is like his voice, um, and that's something that. Yeah, Fantasia does, but in a much more weird, abstract way. I I understand that we're talking about Pinocchio, but I was just like <laughs> relating it to another movie. Um, like Fantasia does it, but in a very different way. Um, and Pinocchio does it in a very different way. Um, 
I know it's a debate, but I'm like, I can't say it's like better or worse. Um, it's just I'm, just, I'm more interested yeah. in saying why you, what you like about the music in Dumbo and how it adds to Dumbo as a text. It's really just about the music being Dumbo's voice as opposed to world building um, because the whole point is that he's like this, I guess, marginalised character in the movie um, and the fact that he doesn't actually have a method of communication that is the same as everybody else's, um, it it creates this kind of um, – uh, rift between him and the other characters um and the fact that we as the audience understand him through the music but the other characters don't is a really clever way of creating that environment of him being oppressed basically okay yeah uh do either of you have questions for your opponent i do actually so when you wish upon a star actually reminds me far more of sleeping beauty than it does of pinocchio is it okay. from Sleeping Beauty? I'm pretty sure. It's, it's from to, Pinocchio. Sings it at no, I know, but like <laughs> another movie sings it. There's, well, it. there's another movie. It was adopted as the Disney. It's the Disney song theme. Yes. Yeah. For so when you a see the castle time. at the beginning, it's when you wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it still does it. I don't know why. It just reminds me far more of Sleeping Beauty. So like, do you want a princess to sing it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I am Disney a queen. Sir. Wow. <laughs> I just, I just, it just well, in my mind. Good enough for you, huh? <laughs> in my mind, that's the association that it makes. So why, why what? is it so associated with it? Why is it so indicative of Pinocchio? Well, it's about magic, you know. Um, so Pinocchio actually set the standard for what magic sounds like using. Uh, let me just look at my notes for a second. Um, magic. It uses strings, a celeste, and a nova chord to make the ethereal, iconic, and ultimately standard sound for magic. So Pinocchio is about, you know, he wishes upon a star and a puppet gets brought to life. And then for some reason that magic had clauses and he had to earn boyhood yeah. legitimately. But, <laughs> but Snow White does that too. And Snow it, White it was does. made before Pinocchio. Yeah, but Pinocchio is more about some – because Snow White, you know, princess, someone's hunting her, it's all – very kind of she's a re, she's more of a reactionary character than one with mm-hmm. volition. Pinocchio literally has to go out and quest for his dream to become a real boy, and yeah, all right, yeah, and that's and that's you know it ties in with the whole American dream of the nature of you know uh, what Jiminy Cricket's singing about. So when you wish upon a star, and no no wishes too extreme, just go for it, believe in it, magic happens. Walt Disney, Matt, did you have a question? Um, you don't have to have a question, just. Opening up the floor. Um, I'm just going to eat a chip. Well, one thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so devious. (laughs) Um, Nah, nah. Nah, oh, no, 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 really amped up, no, 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 Go, uh, we'll have another little break. We'll come back with our summations and then our decision. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now we are going into our summations. So 
Matthew, you will have one minute. No warning. You'll just be cut off at one to summarize why Pinocchio is the best Disney film ever made. Your time starts when you start speaking. All right. I think I've already covered this, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) The confidence. I think it's the most sophisticated Disney film ever made in every respect. Like it's the first film to have a cast that was like comprised of big names like Cliff Edwards and um, the voice of Pinocchio himself had co-starred with Jimmy Stewart and Mr. Smith and Goes to Washington. It was the most sophisticated in animation, as I've mentioned, in music. The music, the score adopted almost uh, Eric Wolfgang Korn girl technique of matching the score to the dialogue and the emotion of the scene. Um, that's not in any resource. That's just my opinion. Uh, (laughs) And um, yeah. And I think it's themes was, were sophisticated in depth. And my favorite thing about Pinocchio is, is is it's irony. It's through the whole film. Jimmy Cricket, Jimmy Cricket often offsets every scene with irony. And the, the, one of the iconic songs, no strings it's sung when we know as the audience, Pinocchio is entrapped, but he's saying, Oh, I'm free. No strings. Ha ha. Everything's great. And I think the bad thing that puts it above them. <laughs> that is your minute. Guess we'll never know. <laughs> Thank it you very much. Dumbo. <laughs> okay. All right, Megan, you will have the same minute to tell me why Dumbo is the best Disney movie yep. ever made. Just is, guys. Just is. Um, no, um, there's so much nasty stuff in the world now. You know, like we we're kind of bombarded by all of this bad news. Um, and Dumbo is just this nice little I guess safe place for us to be able to retreat to and us to be able to almost like regress to you know um you can kind of lose yourself in the in the in the world um and the fact that Dumbo doesn't speak that he lets the music speak for him is is magic in itself you know you have this um this creature that's been you know mistreated by everybody around him um and you know, we, we can understand him. We can identify with him. Um, and that is kind of quintessential to the whole Disney brand and the Disney experience is that we have that deeply human connection with things that are not human. All right. Oh, what a fucking... Oh, <laughs> oh shame. The whole podcast is wrong. You can cut that part out, right? Yes, I can. Oh, good. I what am... a gosh darn mic drop. Darn. Uh, so, right word. <laughs> while I tally my points and figure out the final scores, I want you to just talk about how much you like the other film and why it is not mm. the worst Disney film ever made. <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You said too much. (laughs) I enjoy the escapism of Dumbo. I watched it. I usually I watched it for the first time recently when I couldn't sleep. And it was just a really nice kind of put on. And you're right. It's simplicity is advantageous when you're not wanting anymore, when you want to regress to just the simplicity of like a child's kind of viewing. You just want nice, like the tender moment when, um, He's putting his, he's holding trunks with his mum through the cage. It's heartbreaking, but I was like, it's so warm. It's so. Well, I guess I didn't need my heart. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just, it's a very nice film. I love um, the mouse, Timothy Mouse, mainly because he's very much like Jiminy Cricket. But, <laughs> 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 but he's charming. He's charismatic. He talks like a, like a gangster wise guy which is why he's played by like a 1930s gangster actor from that time and it's just it's a charming little film and well 
it's not the artistic triumph of Pinocchio. There is a very <laughs> important place in this world for charming little films. <laughs> kind of a backhanded compliment, but we'll oh, take yeah. it. Charming little films. <laughs> this is a debate. It's so quaint. <laughs> um, I, like Jiminy Cricket's a wholesome little bean. I love that dude. Um, yeah, like you're right. Like Pinocchio is iconic. Um, the iconography, huh? Um, <laughs> the you know the iconography of Pinocchio and the themes are pretty much universal. Um, and you know even like the image of Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket like continues to be very much um, like on brand. Um, like I mean, it's marketing genius. Um, the and the whole like um you know the the whole plot line the whole you know morality tale is yeah it's really important and um and it kind of draws everybody in not just kids um which is again a very marketable product um so um, like in terms of like financial gain yeah pinocchio definitely you got to got to get their money money dollar bills that's what Disney's mm-hmm. about. That's yeah. what Disney's about. <laughs> That's the real money, Disney money, money. Can, we, can we get a fact check on that? Uh, I can <laughs> confirm the Walt Disney Company likes money. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay, well, I have uh, tallied up all my scores. Uh, now, I, growing up, had a VHS of both of these films. Wholesome. Mm-hmm. And I watched them. Constantly. Oh, constantly. Yes, constantly. <laughs> uh, and Jiminy Cricket is one of my favourite Disney characters, possibly the best He's my Disney favorite. sidekick. Um, mm. it's, Ooh, oh, that, look, that's a debate <laughs> in itself. The original and the best. Yellow. <laughs> but, but I think Dumbo is one of my favourite protagonists in a Disney <laughs> film. He's a wholesome little dude. Yeah, he's a wholesome little dude. He just reacts. needs to believe in himself. What happened in those little leaves? He needs some volition. <laughs> <laughs> look, okay. So uh, the one, uh, the, the, I guess the category that Dumbo one out in the most is the message. I, I think you, because it is so simple, it is very easy to say this is what the message is and, and you did a really good job of, of saying this is what Dumbo <laughs> is about. I mean a kind lie, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I made a lot of marks on my book. Um <laughs> Because Dumbo does have a very simple message and it is very effective at getting that message across. Um, And I think Pinocchio, while it does have very clear messages, Mm. it does have, it's more presented in a more complex way, which when you're thinking about uh, target audience, I think muddies the waters just a little bit. And that's why Dumbo won out on that one. Um, The one that, uh, Pinocchio ran away with was movie magic. I think you focused a lot on exactly what Disney did and tried to uh, engineer with Pinocchio. Mm. Um, And it is an amazing movie to watch. Um, It is a lot more sophisticated in its movie making techniques than Dumbo was. Uh, But again, I think that again, we have a world war two to blame for that uh, (laughs) rather than uh, the creative team. Uh, But in all the other criteria, Pinocchio won out. Uh, so you did tie in moments. They both have a lot of memorable moments. Um, Baby mine and the, and the trunk and, and being mm. swung in the trunk. That is, that is what, what I remember about Dumbo, but 
Yeah. <laughs> so many ho- the things I remember about Pinocchio are the horrifying bits, but you do remember them. Yeah. Uh, you remember them because of trauma, but yeah. you remember <laughs> Is this trauma? You're not going to lie anymore, are you? <laughs> so um, I guess I have to officially say that Pinocchio is the better Disney film. Well, wahoo, dude. Well done. Well done, old Maddie. Uh, oh, Maddie, that's right. Is anyone surprised? I feel like they're not. Oh, too many crickets. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, I'm, I'm disappointed to see Dumbo, Dumbo go. Yeah. Um, yeah it's fine. But it might come back in as a might come back in as a wild card if you think i've made the wrong decision go to our facebook page right now there will be a poll up blast him vote (laughs) vote to if you think dumbo is a better disney film than pinocchio the four with the highest differential um at the end of season at the end of this first round will go through as a wild card to the second round so not all hope is lost so thank you again, Megan, for uh, arguing valiantly for uh, Dumbo. It was semi-valiantly. <laughs> um, but I will use my ears to fly away. And um, and get started on that social media campaign to get Dumbo's votes. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag vote Dumbo. Yeah. Hashtag Pinocchio is not my president. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all, Maddie, for <laughs> debating valiantly for Pinocchio. Thank you very much for having me. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, as always, to our fact checker, Ellen Rose Sorensen. You're welcome. Doing a wonderful job with very little resources, underappreciated, underpaid. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Zane. Yeah. Is anyone I would, like to, I would like to apologise formally for the amount of facts that I threw out there. My fingers are falling off. <laughs> I'm honestly still surprised I got the uh, the Walt Disney mother thing right. Mm. I read it on Facebook at that's like 3am. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, that's just, sad. Uh, just yeah. pull the heartstrings. <laughs> uh, and this has been Disney vs. Disney Debates. Join us next week for another debate and keep watching Disney, everyone. mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know wherever you find fun and funny podcasts or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com A That's Not Canon Productions podcast Hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.